welcome to another episode of Ghibli Jabber. I'm Nick and I'm here with Trevor. On each episode of Ghibli Jabber, we discuss one of the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli through the eyes of a fan, that's me, and a newbie, that's Trevor. This week we're discussing Goro Miyazaki's 2011 film from Up on Poppy Hill about Yumi, a high schooler in 1960s Yokohama who falls for fellow student Shun and their combined efforts to save their school clubhouse from demolition. This is Goro Miyazaki's second feature film after Tales from Earthsea, which I was less than fond of, and I think you felt the same, Trevor. Mm -hmm. Um, So with this one, do you feel that he found his groove, uh, trading the fantasy of Miyazaki epics like Princess Mononoke for a simpler slice-of-life drama like Whisper of the Heart and the nostalgia of Only Yesterday? Or do you think this is just another genre that he failed to excel in? I think that he he's definitely better. This one's better. And I think that he, taking a step back from trying to like, maybe doing an epic was not the best thing to do from the start for your first film, especially if you're trying to condense like three novels into one film for your first film that you do. But I don't think that this film is very effective. It feels kind of like a rehash of Whisper of the Heart in certain aspects of to me. Um, and so I don't know if he's necessarily found his own stride but now that i'm looking at it he didn't write it looks like his father wrote it so Hmm. um (laughs) but there's nothing groundbreaking here is what i'm trying to say yeah so you seem a little bit cool on it what sort of what sort of stopped you from sort of getting more excited about it do you think i guess i kind of touched on this in the podcast a few times but i'm just kind of not interested in these school time lovey crushes from like high school, junior high kind of thing. Um, And I think that's just the point where I'm at my life, but it's also just not told on a level that functions in multiple realms. Kind of like we've taught, we've talked about before. Um, It's kind of the reason why I didn't like whisper of the heart. It's just, I didn't really, I don't really relate to that at this point in my life. And you know, this girl, this kind of weird falling in love story, which I don't, I'm not saying this is fully a love story because there's that aspect of, you know, coming together as a group to save the clubhouse, which I think functions a little bit better in this movie. But I, the, those two coming together. Oh, and then like this weird subplot of like, maybe they're brothers and sisters. I just was like, what? Like, I guess that was supposed to be a bombshell moment and it's super exciting, but I needed, it was just like, we're going to like touch on incestuous tones with this like children's movie. And I know they didn't do anything, but I'm like, we really have to like go there that they might be brother and sister. Um, And then it turns out they're not. So I'm also just like, okay, so rip the carpet out from underneath us. Like, why did we even need to really do that? Did we like connect with these characters so much because both their fathers died. I feel like they could have told that storyline better other than revealing it through maybe their brother and sister. I don't know. I just, I felt like it just went, it didn't really go anywhere for me and where it went felt weird. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think I, I enjoy this more than you, but I think, you know, I enjoy that kind of just, I enjoy those sort of just, you know, normal people living their cute life and enjoying it enjoying themselves and having fun and going and oh I just hit my microphone said again. <laughs> um I think I probably enjoyed this one a little bit more than you just because I really enjoy those sort of slice of life people living especially when 
they're in real settings. You, you do get a sense watching this that the places feel like they exist in some form. Um, you know, they're similar to Whisper of the Heart, which is obviously, um, which is built around the new Tamar Hills development. This feels, this has sort of a lived in, like, you know, not documentary, but there's, I always, I do enjoy just watching these sort of real worlds sort of come to life um, in sort of visually interesting ways. But from the, I watched this maybe a week ago and I was just thinking today, it's like, what happened in the movie? It's it's so whisper thin that I didn't remember, this is again, this similar to Arietti, this is the second time I've watched this film because I was kind of underwhelmed the first time. But just, I, I didn't remember any details of what happened in that film, except that I vaguely remembered that there was some something happening at the school. Like that, that's my recollection of it. Um, I, I forgot the incest vibes, like because that was that's was fairly problematic, especially in the sense that it is. they're like, yeah, I, I, you tell me this, but I still think we have a great connection. I'm like, okay, calm down. Um, I cringed. Yeah, um, but the but the problem with the story, well. If, if you can say there is a problem, is that it seems to be telling two different stories at the same time. One about one, which is more of a whisper of the heart kind of thing about, um, you know, these things happening at school, like the clubhouse, them sort of finding their voice and standing up for what they believe in by not, you know, getting rid of um, the clubhouse and sort of preserving things that are important. It was, you know, it's kind of like, it, you know, it's it's not that substantial, but it, it was a bit of fun. There was a bit of dynamic with all the different schools, yeah. school children, and the club how the clubs sort of coming together. It's like a different. That was like movie. a nice vibe. And then there was kind of like the, I don't know. Have you seen the um, Jean Pierre Genet film, A Very Long Engagement, with Audrey Tattoo, uh-huh. where she's like trying to work out what her, she's trying to work out what happened. It's what he did after Emily. He's trying to work out. She's trying to work out what happened to her husband in the war, and there's like this other very weird story which doesn't sit next to that of them like yeah like you said like the subplot of them potentially being um, brothers and sisters and then having to do a bit of digging into what happened to their parents and then there's like wartime orphan swapping and like this whole thing and it's just like that and then just like those two things didn't mesh at all and you it's very obvious in the scenes like where they they're they're successful in keeping the clubhouse at the end because they go to Tokyo or whatever and they get they bring that guy over and he's like yes this is a great place and then she has to like rush out to go to the port to talk to this old sailor in the navy about what happened in the war and it's like what what film are we in like those two things didn't mesh at all and like I would have much rather it either being well I would have rather been just the high school kind of story because there's there's a little bit more um you know, zing and, you know, action yeah. and mo- movement in that versus sort of like a, a dower, like are you my brother, we were like separated at birth kind of like that, that could have been a good story, but it didn't, not in this environment. And I, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't really work there. So that's kind of like where I'm at with that. It, I well, enjoyed elements of it, but it didn't come together at all. Yeah. And, and you kind of touched on too, like you're, you enjoy movies like quaint everyday life, like just seeing how people live and there, which we've differed on a lot of these films for this podcast, but there, there are examples of that where the, I do enjoy that too, but it's, it's, it's gotta be. T- and I think that what it hits on is tone, like only mm-hmm. yesterday. I love that movie. And that is a very, very quaint, 
quaint film every day. Like, oh my God. And, I, and most people will hate that movie because they would find it so boring. But I very much so enjoy that film. It's because the the film, the tone of the film matches the film. Like this one felt so, the tone was so slapsticky in some parts. Like the, like the scene at the debate that turned into some sort of fight. And then they start to sing and then they start to dance. And I'm just like, <laughs> what is happening? It felt in moments trying to be very serious and then moments being so sloppy, slapsticky, like uh, just a, I would call a very, very, just not intelligent humor. I don't know. And another example would be that when they go to the clubhouse for the first time and then like running to all the different types of boys and their different types of clubs. I just was like, what am I watching? (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, yes, true. But I probably enjoyed those scenes more just because the main character is, she's quite serious um, and not a lot of fun things happen with her. She's, so I enjoyed those scenes because there was a little bit of, you saw the characters had some life and a perspective and an opinion versus just her being like, totally. hey, I look after my family and I'm I'm going to be an old housemaid kind of thing. So I, 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 I at least enjoyed watching them. I mean, those sequences aren't any better than sort of a standard sort of anime school set drama kind of thing. Like nothing in that was happening oh, in the was Sorry, that exciting. I, I imagine that you enjoyed this a little bit more than that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, at the very least with this film, I I thought the animation was quite nice and there was some, yeah. there's a warmth and colorfulness to it that I enjoyed. Um, but there's a slightness to it as well. That's like, like I said, I don't, the minute it's over, you're like, what was that movie about? Like the characters had, the characters weren't particularly strong. They're, I mean, and mostly because they were hamstrung by a very strange narrative that took them in very weird places and didn't really treat them seriously in the sense that she's in love with her brother. And like, it wasn't, it didn't give them the time to have like a develop a proper relationship beyond the fact of them realizing that they might be related like that, that whole element of it. And yeah, even tonally, even without those two very conflicting narratives, there's like, this jazzy music that's playing throughout the whole thing, which could have been like a fun nostalgia vibe. It's like, oh, this is a fun thing looking back at a not too distant past. But then, yeah, then it becomes like a sweeping war movie kind of like back from the war kind of old English village drama kind of thing. So like that kind of vibe that they were trying to sort of force down our throat with like, you know, fun bustling sequences at the um the markets and like a, a jazzy thing i watched it with my friend he just kept saying this music is shit like over and over again because the jazz it's fun that they had a bit of a jazzy score but it wasn't good either i don't think it was like particularly exciting an exciting score compared to the work that um joe Hisaishi usually does for um the miyazaki films what did you think of that score and the tone generally to be honest, I don't, I don't even remember it. Like, and I think mm. that's just kind of like me losing details. I don't, you saying this right now and I watched this movie today <laughs> and I don't remember <laughs> it. So that kind of, that shocks me a little bit. And I'm like, I need to go, I won't go back, but I should go back and understand what you're talking about. I do remember like certain aspects of it being bombastic. And so I think that that, that tracks along with your, it being super jazzy, but I just, mm. 
it also played along with that kind of like I brought up the hijinksy feel of it. Like, yeah. And I don't, but then it's serious. And I, I don't really, I don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I just don't get what we're, what the end goal is. Like you said, though, I would have rather watched the movie if it just focused on the clubhouse aspect of it. And like this yeah. like community effort to like save this as post-war effort of like everyone tearing down all the, the old historical buildings to bring in the new, but there's this effort by young people to you know save some history. Like, I don't know. I would rather have just watched that movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, it's compared to most Ghibli films, this films, it seems a little bit more political. It, like it feels quite nationalistic, like that kind of um, the, the direction it heads in where it's like, you know, why are we, you know, knocking down all these old buildings, like this heritage and, you know, them all just sort of getting together and singing all the time. Like it, it had a very kind of nationalistic element, which you don't normally see any kind of political views sort of expressed in these songs, which I found sort of interesting. I'm not saying I liked it or disliked it, but I'm like, hmm, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a perspective here. It's interesting. Um, I don't know whether it's sort of propagandistic or not. Um, I can't really say, but I was like, hmm, this is – this is an interesting take for them to be so strongly let's, you know, not forget the past. The past was great. We're a great country kind of vibes of it. Because I mean, usually the only sort of anything that you could say is political um, in these films and maybe related to um, the environmental or, you know, yeah. treating each other better, like very positive kind of leftist sort of ideas. And I'm like, Oh, did you get a sense at all that there was a bit of a like, pro-Japan nationalistic kind of vibe? Um, I hadn't really thought about it, but I mean, I didn't, I, I get, just didn't go in that deep to think about that aspect of it, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. You should read my essay, you know. So. You sh- I should what? Read my essay on it. It's like several pages long. My dissertation on um, <laughs> the use of nationalistic rhetoric in Goro Miyazaki's 2011 from Up on Poppy Hill. So, <laughs> I'll look for that. <laughs> so you say like maybe the clubhouse elements are the ones you you could kind of enjoy watching that side of the narrative is what 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 did you like about the film most like what kind of what is better about this film than tales from Earthsea? let's say his first film i think that at least this film i don't know i can't really remember a lot of tales from Earthsea to be honest and that sounds so terrible but i just remember not loving that okay we didn't see any of the dragons till the very end. That pissed me off. Um, <laughs> but this one was at least bearable because it was a shorter and, <laughs> and I don't know, kind of, I liked the, like I said, I liked the clubhouse aspect because it felt very, that was the portion that I could relate to more in terms of some of some films. I like to watch more. Like it reminds me of like a, like old school them trying to like save their fraternity and it's like i can those narrative things like that i'm like okay this is some hijinks are gonna ensue this is bearable i'm gonna laugh maybe and so at least that one this one had that one going for it um yeah and i and i liked it and i liked i didn't I wasn't like head over heels obsessed with the the love story that was going around in the movie, but it was bearable up until the point of like, Oh, we're brother and sister. 
And then it just felt like it completely got derailed and I felt violated. And then I was like, I don't even like these characters anymore ever. And well, I don't know, like, but it, it, at the beginning, I was very much, I had the intense flashbacks of Whisper of the Heart. Like, hmm. it, be, like the, him writing the poem about the flags that she, that she flies felt very reminiscent of Whisper of the Heart of like the, the, the library cards and noticing the same person yeah. checking them out. And so it felt very reminiscent of that. And, and like, even them, him like biking her down the hill to go to the market or whatever. There were just certain things like that that felt. And so I was like, okay, here's another love story. And I felt like it functioned pretty well up until you know, it completely just derails itself. And then I was like, what am I watching? That was long winded. And I kind of talked about two different aspects of it, but those are the, sorry, those were the things that at least made it bearable and, and somewhat more rememberable than Tales from Mercy. At least there are characters in this film, and at least they have a certain logic that they follow versus whatever the hell happened in that other movie. It, I think it's funny in, in the scene where um, he sort of tells her that, oh yeah, but yeah, you're probably my, my sister. I mean, it's, it's, I appreciate that it was kind of done in a sort of very matter of fact kind of way. And he, I think he even says some line about, it's like, oh, it's like we're in some kind of cheap melodrama or something. So it, it at least acknowledges the craziness of the circumstances that they're in. But then it kind of doesn't necessarily shy away from the cheap melodrama element of it. Because it's like, (laughs) that's just a shock in there for us to be like, oh my God, how are they going to get over the fact that they are blood relatives? And then, you know, they kind of just like, oh no, that was a fake out. Someone else died and someone else needed to look after the baby and they had no money and blah, blah. So it was kind of a cheap melodrama at the end of the day. Um, and it just wraps up so freaking fast. And that's just the MO of these Studio Ghibli films. I feel like they end so abruptly sometimes. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. And this one did very much so as well. That is true. Well, what did you think of the visuals? Did you at least enjoy the um, the visual world that you were thrown into here? Yeah. Um, and the two things I like the most is I always love it when they're by the sea. You know me, I'm a sucker for water. Um, I'm going to hit on my favorite shot, but my favorite shot was the scene when she goes to talk to her mother, or sorry, her grandmother inside the, she's like, Hey, I want to meet with you for a second. And then she's like, I gotta go grandma. And she leaves. And there's just that shot like out through the door. And I'm like, wow, grandma has a million dollar view. She lives on the best piece of land in the entire world. The boats are passing by and the sun is out. It's just so absolutely gorgeous. Um, so I like those. And then I liked the, I played, I, I loved playing around with the clubhouse and like the clutter within it. Again, it kind of felt like Howl's Moving Castle. Like I was like kind of excited to explore different mm. aspects of it. What other clubs are inside of there? Like that, see, that movie could have been fun to me. Um, and so, yeah, like that, that kind of world building of that, like kind of sub community of, of the community was, was fun to me. And they're kind of like, you know, making pre-tests or whatever they call those tests for the magazine and i don't know i liked that aspect of it um how about you yeah i thought i mean i there's nothing in this um that makes me think you know it's a top tier ghibli necessarily but visually it's it definitely does the job um i think it there's a like i said before there's sort of a nice sense of um like this being sort of a lived-in environment there's a warmth to the color palette um I enjoy all of the sort of sequences down. So just in and amongst the town and 
like there's some nice shots like of you know cars going by and like of the train like they're the things that I kind of enjoy watching that kind of sort of establishing Mm -hmm. shots that set up um the world um but if we're going to get into we might as well get into our favorite shots and sequences I think the whole the sort of introduction to the clubhouse is definitely my favorite sequence I'd say because it's I mean it's quite a long scene but just to see you know it's a bit it's a bit frenzied and manic but I enjoyed that kind of energy that was missing from a lot of the rest of the movie um of them just sort of like discovering this and then you know people are tripping over things people are you know throwing things you know from one level to the other things are falling apart you're sort of learning the different you know there's the drama section and then there's the whatever section and then you get to the photography room or the um the journalism room um Mm -hmm. i enjoyed just the the same way i enjoyed that storyline because it had sort of again characters with purpose and a perspective coming together to do something good um, visually, I enjoyed what that clubhouse represented, essentially, the sort of the unity that um, all of these students had um, with each other. So that was sort of, yeah, that was very, and, and you know, and it, it's pretty as well. There's like all this old stained glass that kind of makes a light filter in in interesting ways. Um, yeah, and it, like those scenes were very, were very well done, and they obviously spent a lot of time doing that. But outside of like the clubhouse and like the sort of, township the rest of it was like it was fine like you said that it had been done better in other movies i think like um like whisper of the heart or only yesterday and things like that it was it was it's it's not an ugly film and it's not badly animated either um but in terms of favorite shots i think yeah there's i literally didn't have a shot but i just yeah there was i think there was like a, a really nice shot from a train out into the township but again because i've don't remember anything really about this movie. I can't pinpoint what that looks like. I just remembered there being like an, a lot of nice sort of activity shots, which either happen like at night or at sunset. Yeah, that, that's what I enjoyed. Have you said all of your favorite shots and sequences? Um, I mentioned my favorite shot. My favorite sequence is the exact same as yours, but I would even just add on to that was pretty much any time they were in the clubhouse, even when they were cleaning it. Like I liked that sense of like, you just said too, and that I guess this is even more so why I wish the movie was about the clubhouses because it felt like there was just a lost opportunity of a rich treasure trove of different characters. It's like, even when we just mm. meet the philosophy guy, we know he's like so obsessed with the philosophy and then we bump into the chemistry dudes and they're a little bit weird. Like, and they, they pick on the philosophy guy. Like there was that, that, that like that kind of like school camaraderie that I, I wanted yeah. and kind of, that's why I mentioned old school. I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Anywho, so anytime they were inside of the clubhouses was fun. And yeah, those those were always my favorite sequences. Yeah. Actually, the other, yeah, the other sequence or shot even, there's just like that fun shot of like all the girls with the mop and buckets kind of walking into the clubhouse. Like they're actually going to start doing probably the things that the guys have talked about doing for years and just never actually did and cleaning the place up. That, yeah, all that, that was all fun. And like, you know, and when you, when you sort of match that with sort of the jazzy zingy soundtrack and like the kind of crazed activity that's happening, that's like, yeah, that, again, that's one movie that they could have done semi-successfully and including the romance and stuff like that could have been in there, but then the, the way that they're connected um, <laughs> by the past just kind of, it didn't, it, it, it wanted to create like a depth yeah. to like the feeling and the narrative, but it didn't, it actually took away from 
the more successful elements of the film, I think. Agreed. So why don't I guess what you gave this film? You guess. Oh, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't know with you. Um, five. You're dead on. That's literally what I gave it. How about me? You gave it a... Ooh, I'm going to say a seven. Yeah, I gave it a seven. Yeah, we got that. The, accessing the doc where I write these things down so you can like... Oh, no. I'm looking at my doc. Shoot. I could share my screen with you right now. <laughs> oh, pff, you don't you dare. I believe you. my doc. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, so that's a yeah, seven from me and a five from you. So pretty middling <laughs> um, Studio Ghibli film, I'd say. I gotta say, this 2010s are not great so far. So I hope I hope that the wind rises is better. You're ready for two. Well, the next two movies are the last two movies from Miyazaki and Takahata. So, if anything, I think there's more to play with there, um, and I think you'll enjoy them more than um, the first two, which are Arietti and this one. Uh, before we <laughs> wrap up, do you have any connections you want to talk about? Yeah, I was going to say, I think I kind of beat, I, I'm not good with sayings, but I think I could kind of beat it in pretty hard, the whisper of the heart. It's all it's all the only thing I could continuously think about during this movie, was whisper of the heart. Yeah. It's, it, and then there was that kind of that ass, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there's kind of like that, uh, that historical aspect that was under, no, what do they call that? Subtext. Subtext, subtext and undertext. There was subtext to this film. Which is like very, um, it reminded me of my favorite, but which, you know, it's great with fireflies. Ocean waves. Yeah, yes, ocean waves. No, but it reminded me of that, but you know, obviously this movie wasn't as serious. There's like downtrodden as that film, but I did like, like kind of like the historical subtext to it. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I mentioned, um, only yesterday in the intro as well, because there is that kind of there's not a nostalgia on the part of the characters like there isn't any yesterday, but there seems to be a bit nostalgia on the part of um, the, you know, the writers and directors for this kind of mm-hmm. time period. So it's, it's them kind of looking back up like this could have been, um, you know, Miyazaki's story, potentially, I don't really know the, the age, how it adds up, but I think, it, you know, he, he might, he probably would have been around um, if not at this time, then a little bit after. So yeah. there's probably a bit of, that sense of nostalgia similar to how the characters in Only Yesterday are looking backwards. But that's the end of our discussion of From Up on Poppy Hill. I will talk to you next time when we discuss Miyazaki's final feature to date, because he's doing more, hopefully, uh, The Wind Rises. Bye. Bye.